beautiful rebel it is sam goldsmith here and welcome to her great rebellion the podcast the podcast that delivers the strategy and woo that results in radical self-acceptance radical trust in yourself and radical trust in the universe through thought work sacred medicine and radical rebellion we remember who we really are as we spend time together here each week i'm going to ask you as always to take a few moments to breathe together before we begin This is a sacred action that has radically transformed my own life in so many ways, and it's the way that I choose to start all of the work that I do with people. We are generally so busy running from here to there, trying to fit in everything, trying to fit more in that we forget to breathe. You might notice it now if you just look over your own body, give it a quick scan and let your intuition take you to a certain place that feels tight or restricted. As I'm talking, I can actually feel it around my throat and my neck today. If I follow it a little more, I can feel that restriction move into the front of my chest. Noticing this makes it feel a little bit better straight away and bringing attention to it directs my breath to it naturally. So the breath serves a physical role in that way. The breath also serves as an entry point into sacredness. I'm going to share much more with you about embracing sacredness on future episodes, but now let's just recognize our breath and breathing together in this way when we meet as an entry point into a sacred dimension. Let's take this moment to remember and recognize ourselves as sacred, to open up sacred listening, sacred hearing, sacred feeling, and sacred understanding within us. So wherever you are right now, let's just breathe together for a few moments. If you're listening in a place where you can close your eyes, that's great. But if you're in your car or you're walking your dog or you have this playing on headphones, just give your um, attention, give your mind's attention to breathing consciously for a few moments. Okay, so let's begin. Let's take a breath in through our nose and then gently and easily release the breath out of our mouths. Going at your own pace, breathing with an easy, natural rhythm and allowing your body to take some breaths that are deeper and some that are more shallow. As it's doing this, it's gently recalibrating itself to ease. And let's take a moment to connect to our hearts, to the energy that we feel around the area of our physical heart, maybe at the front or the back of the area of your heart. And give your heart permission to travel up to the mind and to gently quieten it down. Let's allow that quietness now to move over the top of your physical head and run down the entire length of your body, coating it in a layer of calm. And as we continue to gently breathe, let's sense the divine being underneath that layer of calm. So as you breathe here, let's give this divine being permission to hear, to interpret, to process, and to feel anything in the perfect way for our highest good. And just to finish a breath in through your nose and release gently out of the mouth. Okay, 
So today I want to talk to you about why I am absolutely obsessed with the idea of living radically. This idea has been floating around in my consciousness for almost five years, and I'd spoken about it timidly back then, created a body of work that I thought was needed around it, and then never shared it with anybody. Actually, that's not true. I shared it with one person. I shared it with my friend, Chantal. Uh, She said it was beautiful, and we talked about it for half an hour, and then I put it to the side, and that's as far as it went. But what I realize now about all of that is that at that time, I just simply wasn't ready for it. I thought that I was, but I wasn't. The truth is that at that time, it was just an idea, a bloody good idea, but it was just an idea. I hadn't actually embodied it. And what I know now for sure is that true power only exists in embodiment. And this is why fake it till you make it and all that stuff doesn't really work. It doesn't really provide deep and lasting transformation. You can probably see this in your own life. If you have a business or a job, think about something that you do there every day, something that you have done so many times, it's just easy and automatic. When you think about that skill, it's a total no-brainer for you. You just do it. And you're 100% certain, confident that you're going to be able to do it. This is what sometimes or is sometimes called unconscious competence. It's automatic. It's unconscious because you don't really think about it. You just do it. It's actually a form of mastery. The reason that that's possible is because you have embodied who you are in relation to performing that skill. You don't question yourself about it at all. You don't critique yourself. You just do it. And that's what I didn't have when I first created my work about radical living. I knew that it was truthful and I knew that it was a transformation in thinking um, that was really, really needed, but I didn't have the courage to be the messenger of it. I hadn't actually embodied it. So fast forward five years and here it is again, pressing on my heart and pressing on my mind like a relentless toddler. But this time, five years later, I have or I had embodied it and I had decided or I have decided um, that I will be committed to re-embodying it every day as I slip in and out of it because I'm a human. Because of that, it's become a major influence that has woven its way into my life, my personal life, into my book and now into my teachings. So I want to share with you um, some of the dictionary definitions of of radical and then talk to you a bit more about how this idea can be incorporated to create a more fulfilled and dynamic life um, that we're looking for. So the dictionary tells us uh, a few key insight things about just the word radical and um, the meaning behind it. So one dictionary tells us that it means something that's very new and different from the usual or ordinary. Um, And that that same dictionary tells us that it's also a new uh, or a changed way of relating to people who favour rapid and sweeping changes. So a new and different uh, departure from usual or ordinary and a new way of relating to people who favour rapid and sweeping changes. Another um, dictionary that I found said that it relates to or is involved with affecting the fundamental nature of something. 
So it's far-reaching or thorough, especially of change or action. So relating to something that is affecting the fundamental nature of something. This is important because I'm going to come back and talk to you about why radical living is important when when we look at overcoming the fear of being ourselves. Another uh, article that I looked at said that radical relates to forming an inherent or fundamental part of the nature of someone or something and is characterised by independence or a departure from tradition and might be considered innovative or unorthodox. So the idea that we're getting from these definitions of, of radical are things that relate to fundamental changes or fundamental natures and that they are departures from the usual or ordinary and they are connected to rapid and sweeping changes. A little bit more formal stuff. So in um, linguistics and mathematics and botany, the word radical all brings us back to the root of something so in linguistics it's related to the root of a word in music it's related to or belonging to the root of a chord in mathematics it's forming the root of a number or a quantity and in botany uh, or our plant world it's about the root uh, or the root system or the stem base of a plant so it's about something that connects to or originates from the root That's important as well for us to remember when we come back to talking about how the idea of radical living is important for us as we embody ourselves and overcome this fear of of being ourselves. So radical and therefore living radically is a departure from tradition and uh, conditioning and a return to the truth of who we are, a return to the foundation within us. Society and our conditioning would lead us to believe that that would be unsafe, that we need to toe certain lines in order to create certain results in our lives. But that is part of the illusion that perpetuates the whole problem. The truth is that most of the social constructs that we adhere to not only don't create true safety, they are literally the quicksand that keep us stuck on the hamster wheel that we're trying to get off or avoid. Society will tell us you need this product to feel better, you need to be this weight to be accepted, you need to have this certain voice or this colour hair or this colour skin to get that position, you need to have this much money to be deemed successful and so on and so on. And then when you get any of them, there's going to be a whole other set of rules that miraculously emerge about how you have to do or be more or be something else in order to feel successful, whole or okay. This is the illusion that we live in, that someday, some other day, other than this one that we're in right now, in some way, something's going to happen that's going to make us feel different, but we won't. And this goes back to the old chestnut that I'll share with you time and time and time again, which is new level, same devil. It doesn't matter what we do, what we achieve, how big our lives become, there's always going to be a short, if any, period of celebration and then eyes out onto the horizon for what's next. So if we choose to live radically, it means that we consciously decide to return to the foundation, 
the foundation that's within us. We build a relationship with that truthful part of ourselves, our inner being, and we learn to make decisions that are guided and informed by that reference system. So this is a radical idea. It's what the mind would lead us to believe is effectively social suicide. Our mind will tell us things like, if I was to show who I really am and choose to follow my inner guide, um, even when it seems scary, confusing, difficult or rebellious, what's going to happen to me? People are not going to like me. I might not be understood. I might be rejected or criticized. People might speak badly about me. I might even lose my job. I might lose my friend or my partner, whatever it is that's precious to me. So I don't want that. So I better be quiet. I better dumb it down. I better water it down. I better stuff all of these thoughts and feelings down inside and pretend that I don't want any of that stuff that you want. Pretend that what I've got now is good enough and pretend that I feel okay. Why? So I can avoid some kind of perceived pain in the future. This is actually madness, but it's so normal. It's how we all live. Silencing ourselves on, in the moment, causing ourselves tremendous pain by speaking to ourselves like shit, hiding our dreams, making others' needs or thoughts more important than our own, and somehow believing that all of this is making us more comfortable, that somehow this is actually less painful. So how does living radically change this? And why am I so excited about it? Well, it changes everything because it changes our reference point. Firstly, we know and understand and accept that we are doing something radical. And that by its very nature means that it's unlikely to be understood by everyone. So we immediately eradicate the need to be understood. Secondly, we create a new yardstick for ourselves. So my success now lies in how true I have been able to be to myself and how much inner integrity I've accessed in this activity. How much alignment have I felt inside? And thirdly, we know that lots of things that were once considered radical are now considered to be very normal, not even normal, they're essential. It once seemed radical that women would vote. It seemed radical to expect women to be paid the same as men. It was radical for same-sex couples to get married. It was extremely radical for same-sex couples to have children it was radical to get divorced. It was radical to put girls in school. It was radical to take kids out of school and choose to homeschool them. And the list goes on and on and on. We can see that peppered throughout our entire history. What was once deemed to be radical is now not only normal, but even expected. And this is really great news for us because it means that we can relax about needing to be perfect. When we choose to live radically and to use that philosophy to overcome the fear of being ourselves and hiding ourselves from the world, we understand that we're in a process of evolution. We don't have to be perfect at it. We just keep coming back to the basics, which is reminding ourselves or asking ourselves, 
what's going on in my mind? What is the lie that I'm believing here? How can I get to the core of this and see what it really means and dissolve it? How can I rise now and get more aligned to my essence? That's our only job. From that point, the next thing or the next action easily arises. And if it doesn't, we just go back to the same process, repeat, repeat, repeat. Radical responsibility means that we decide that no matter what, everything stops and starts with us. Radical self-expression means that we look inside, we get really clear, we feel the fear, and we say what needs to be said anyway. Radical self-confidence means that we choose to believe in ourselves and we don't need to be perfect in order to be worthy. Radical ease means that we're committed to accessing more inner intelligence whenever it feels hard. And radical remembrance of who we are means that we understand that it's not about being more or doing more or having more. It's about remembering that we are already enough. We just keep forgetting that. Plus, radical just sounds fun. It's a departure from the mundane. It's a point of difference. It's like a get out of jail free card for being yourself. So please, please, please share with me some stories about how radical acts in your own life have changed your life. I would love to hear about them. And I bet that as we listen to them and hear about them, that we would get tremendous insight into the great rebellions of your own life. And they would serve as awesome reminders of the unique juju that's swirling around inside of you that makes you feel like yourself. Okay, that's it for today. I hope my enthusiasm about radical living has rubbed off on you. I'm looking forward to exploring more with you here on the podcast each and every week. Uh, So hit subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate it or any episode really, please rate it and leave a review so that it shows up to help more people. If you haven't already done so, jump over to my website, www.samanthagoldsmith.com and download my free self-doubt eraser meditation and grab a copy of my book, Her Great Rebellion, if it sings to you there. Remember, if you're ready to overcome the fear of being yourself by remembering who you really are and experiencing radical self-confidence, radical ease and radical trust in yourself and the universe, jump on the website, check out my Rebel Life Bootcamp for lifetime access to the materials and the community that will support that process. Until then, sit deep, live radically and do you, my sovereign sister. I'll see you next week. Mm